0: This is Shi'ar Jeshub, a Bible study program coming to you from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle is a non-denominational Christian church of dedicated believers who want to send forth the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and inspire a love for His Holy Word. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing the In-Depth Through the Bible Study series taught by my husband, which he entitled, Heavenly Authority. So get your Bibles ready if you can, and let's join Pastor Greg for the beginning of the Sunday message for this portion of the Heavenly Authority series. <music>
1: As we near the close of the section in the Heavenly Authority series on David, we come to a difficult and a complicated section of 2 Samuel, the section on David's census of Israel and Judah. Uh, Let's read in chapter 24 and verse 1. It says, Again, the anger of the Lord was aroused against Israel. And he moved David against them to say, Go, number Israel and Judah. So the king said to Joab, the commander of the army who was with him, Now go throughout all the tribes of Israel, from Dan to Beresheba, and count the people, that I may know the number of the people. And you see here that the Lord is aroused, his anger is aroused against Israel. Why? Well, just as in Judges when we studied, just as in 1 Samuel, just as throughout the book of 2 Samuel, they've sinned, and the sin continues on. And in this section here, we get a glimpse into the heavenlies, a glimpse into the way things are, the way God works things out. God is not the author of sin. Sin comes from our free will to either do what he desires or not to do it. But to redeem the world, his plan includes dealing with the reality of sin. And sometimes to deal with the reality of sin, that means that God uses, God allows the sin to fully blossom so that it, the sin, and its penalties are clearly seen, and so that the person or the people will come to a true repentance, and then a real salvation, a heartfelt salvation, and eternal life can result. Here he will deal with Israel's sin by using David's sin, allowing it to manifest itself into judgment. And in his leadership position, and this is a principle in the Heavenly Authority series, in his leadership position, what David does impacts all the people. Let's think for a moment. Israel's sins have been many. But if you had to summarize it quickly in all these sections we've studied, what would you say? How would you generalize, how would you quickly state the sin of Israel? Wouldn't it be that Israel's trust in the Lord, even since she first came out of Egypt, has been half-hearted, has been double-minded, has been a little bit of the things of Yahweh and a little bit of the things of the world and of Satan and idols? Having faith in the one true God sometimes, having faith in themselves and man's power, and those things not of God of the times. And so the Lord will hand them over to Satan for a time. And we'll see a similar sin in David will be used to bring out their sin. He will hand them over to Satan for a time, and we see a parallel account of this section in Second Samuel chapter 24 in First Chronicles chapter 21. Remember we just read, again the anger of the Lord was aroused against Israel and he moved. He incited David against them to say, go number Israel and Judah. In 1 Chronicles chapter 21 and verse 1 we read, and again Chronicles, it is a parallel account of Samuel, just like we have Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. Now Satan stood up against Israel and moved or incited David to number Israel. So David said to Joab and to the leaders of the people, Go number Israel from Beersheba to Dan and bring the number of them to me that I may know it. So here the prophet, the writer of Chronicles says Satan stood up against Israel. Satan, the enemy the enemy of God's people. He stands against Israel. He strives and desires for them to sin. He entices them to sin, and then he holds God's righteous decrees up to God that they would come under judgment. That's the way Satan works. And why? He does this why? And the answer is to destroy them. To destroy them. Now, God wants them whole. He wants them sinless. Yet when their hearts are not right, when they're ready recipients of Satan's temptations, he will sometimes harden the hearts further so that they do the wickedness they want to do. And he allows Satan to move them, to incite them. Satan is a tempter. Why? Why does God do that? So that when the results of their sin come full blown, when judgment does come, they can look in the mirror, see themselves clearly, turn back to God, deal with the attitude that gave Satan place. To begin with, truly repent and live and have real life, eternal salvation and eternal life different motives, different goals, seeking different outcomes, Satan desiring eternal destruction of mankind, God Almighty desiring eternal life for us, but for a moment, appearing to be in agreement. Right in this section, you put 2 Samuel with 1 Chronicles, it seems for a moment that God and Satan are in agreement, but they are not. God is angry with Israel. The sin has to be dealt with. So he lets David, who is part of that sin, go along with sin to the fullness, so that judgment comes. And Satan wants to see Israel destroyed. He comes out against Israel. So he is the vessel God allows him to incite David, to move David. Now, someone could say that it says in 2 Samuel 24:1 that the anger of the Lord was aroused against Israel. So why would He move or cause Satan to move against David if He's angry with Israel? Why does He allow Satan to tempt, to incite, to move David to sin? Aren't we told in 1 Kings chapter 15, verse 5 that David did what was right in the eyes of the Lord? and had not turned aside from anything that he, the Lord, commanded him in all the days of his life except in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. Is it only because he's Israel's leader and the leader impacts the people that we have God here inciting, allowing Satan to incite David to do wrong? I don't think so. I believe Israel's sin is also David's sin. And it's part of, it's an extension of the matter of Uriah the Hittite. It's a continuation of that sin, the area that David did not please God in, the exception of 1 Kings chapter 15 and verse 5. Because in this incident, the incident of Uriah the Hittite, David's double-mindedness, like Israel's double-mindedness, toward God. His break of the covenant, the law with his converted brother, Uriah. He was a head type and we saw he was a believer in Yahweh. Here was one that came in, came into the faith of Israel and David breaks faith with him. And thus what happens, there's a break we saw in his own family, right? One brother against a half-sister, then the half-brother against the half-brother, and then the break goes to his own son against him, and there's division, and it leads, when we saw this, and I spent a great deal of pain going through this for this purpose, that it leads then in the war, the civil war in Israel, to a division in Israel between southern Judah and the other tribes of Israel, which would be called then later on northern Israel, and it's an us-against-them attitude in the breaking of the covenant. And we'll see that as we study this section on the numbering of the people, that this is really the attitude in David's heart that Satan moves, that he uses, because the goal of the census was to number the men of Israel versus the men of Judah to find out how many do we have and how many do they have. Now, David is called to be king over all the people, right? There is one Israel. But from this break that comes from Uriah the Hittite, the way it's progressed, it's become David and Judah versus the rest of Israel. There's a competition. There's a struggle, and that struggle will lead in his grandson's time to the separation the division so David is culpable in this situation there's an attitude playing that's wrong in David's heart that starts from the fact that he would break faith with his brother Uriah that results in the breaking of faith of the covenant of one Israel brother against brother a civil war we can understand that from the history of our own nation he is to be king over one nation. But sin has divided his house, his sin, and that sin will divide all the people of God. And this us versus them, and we see it in the church, right? Mentality brings in the breaking apart of Israel.
0: We'll have to break at this point and continue the sermon in our next broadcast. But we hope you have enjoyed your time listening to Shiar Jeshub, and that this program is valuable to your walk with the Lord. If you enjoy these Bible teachings by Pastor Greg, we would like to invite you to worship the Lord with us at our Sunday service. Shiar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut at 10 a.m. every Sunday morning. The hall is adjacent to the town green and opposite the James Madison Memorial. You can also write to us at our P.O. Box in Brantford. That's Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Brantford, Connecticut 06405. And if the Lord puts it on your heart, please consider sending a donation to help continue this program on your station. All donations should be made out to Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle. We hope you join us next time as Pastor Greg teaches from God's holy word. And may our Lord Jesus bless you as you serve him.